Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're gonna to be talking about signs of hormone imbalance in women. Now your hormones are the most powerful compounds in biology, inside of your body. Small changes in your hormones can impact how you are feeling in a very big way. So what I wanna talk about is what happens when there's small changes to these hormone levels and how that will manifest in your body. Now a couple things I want you to know about this before we jump in. Number one, you know your body better than anyone else. So if you have intuition, which makes you believe that something is off inside of your body, then the chances are very high that that is actually true. Now, sometimes it, the, it, it is the case that, you know, whatever you're thinking is not accurate, but in the case of hormones, I have found that women tend to be very intuitive about their bodies. So if you think something is wrong, chances are very high that that is actually true, which leads us to number two, and that is most doctors are not educated on how to treat hormone imbalances at least not the hormone imbalances that we are going to be talking about today. Now, I will mention in just a minute, there are some major hormone imbalances that your doctor is the person to go to, that your general doctor, your endocrinologist, your primary care physician, that is the doctor you wanna to go to. But I'm not really talking about those type of hormone imbalances, and I will mention that in just a minute here. But what I wanna say here is that if your doctor, if the solution to your hormone imbalance is to put you on birth control, then that is probably not the way that you wanna go, okay? Now, in some cases, birth control may be beneficial, it may be helpful, but if the solution is let's hide whatever hormone imbalances you are experiencing with birth control, that is not the correct approach. In fact, that is just masking the symptoms. It's not treating from the inside out and you will not have a good outcome if you go that route. So do not look for a doctor that, that the solution is or their solution to any hormone imbalance is birth control. You wanna avoid doctors like that. And that brings me to number three. And there are two types of hormone imbalances that we are going to be discussing today. Well, actually, we're not discussing the hormone imbalances. We're discussing the symptoms associated with hormone imbalances. But I want to mention the two big categories. The first would be those major hormone imbalances that are not missed by your doctor. I'm not talking about those, okay? Those people who have these major diagnoses and um, conditions such as Addison's disease and hyperthyroidism and thyroid storm um, and even, you know, big cases of diabetes, these are not going to be missed by your doctor, okay? So if you have symptoms associated with those, you will get a diagnosis, diagnosis and then you will be able to get treatment. I'm talking about the minor to moderate hormone imbalances that a lot that plague women. A lot of women suffer from symptoms and the symptoms we're talking about today are associated with these minor um, to moderate hormone imbalances. And these include things like thyroid conditions, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, PCOS, estrogen dominance syndromes, um, minor insulin resistance, and even menopause and perimenopause. So these are, the, these are the conditions associated with the symptoms we're gonna be talking about today. So with that in mind, let's jump into these major symptoms. Number one would be weight gain. And as you think about weight gain, I want you to think of two major types of weight gain that hormone imbalances can cause. Now the first is what you all sort of think about and that is a gain in fat mass. So there are certain hormone imbalances which cause your body to retain and to grow in the, the not the number of fat, um, cells that you have, but the size of the fat cells that you have. So this actually causes a true um, uh, increase in fat mass, and that will that will be manifested on the scale as an increase in um, weight, right? Which is what most people are thinking about. But this is separate from another cause of weight gain, which um, is primarily caused by changes in your fluid levels. So certain hormones can also cause you to retain fluid. The reason why this is so important is because both conditions will cause the scale to go up, but one is much easier to treat than the other, right? If you're extra weight, let's say you've gained, you know, five to 10 pounds of water weight, which can happen very easily, by the way. Um, if you don't believe me, just go pick up one of those five gallon jugs of water that a lot of people use inside their house and see how heavy that is, right? There's five gallons inside of there and you'll get an idea of how much uh, or how heavy water can be. And so treating 
uh, weight gain associated with water retention or fluid shifts is actually fairly easy because your body can pee it out and you can eliminate it. Now, treating weight gain associated with an increase in fat mass is a little more difficult, um, and that requires some tweaking of hormones, potentially to the use of bioidentical hormones and treating some underlying causes and so on. But I want you to be aware that there are two main um, sort of ways that you can gain weight associated with your hormones. Now, in the, in the, the second case that we were talking about, the case of an increase in fat mass, that is typically caused by certain hormone imbalances, including thyroid, um, high estrogen, low progesterone, and insulin and leptin problems. And what you can do actually is you can look at your body and you can see how your body is gaining weight and where it is gaining weight to help you determine what type of hormone imbalances you should look into. So for instance, I'm just gonna go over this briefly. If you have a lot of belly fat, that may, may be a sign you have an insulin problem or a cortisol problem. If you have extra fat on the arms, especially on the back of the arms, that might be a sign you have a testosterone issue. If you are gaining a lot of weight in your butt and your thighs, that might be a sign that you have an estrogen or progesterone issue. And if you have a lot of uh, weight gain on the trunk, which is just the central part of your body and the back of your neck, that might be a sign you have a cortisol problem. So you can sort of reverse engineer the weight that you are gaining and trying to help you figure out um, what type of hormone imbalance you should be looking at and you should be treating. So that is number one. Number two would be menstrual irregularities. And I'm going to lump in here infertility as well. It is not normal for women to have PMS or really um, excessive symptoms associated with PMS. It's not normal for you to have a heavy flow. Um, it's not normal for you to have a lot of cramping and, and pain associated with your cycle. It's not normal for women to be able to be knocked out for the entire day that they have their, their menstrual cycle and so on. These are all abnormal signs that something is going on in the body. Now these tend to be associated by the way with infertility. And that is because uh, the same hormones which impact your menstrual cycle also impact whether or not you uh, can conceive, you can actually, whether or not you're fertile. And so the hormones primarily in charge of this include estrogen and progesterone and also thyroid function. So you have to look at all three of these areas. Now, a lot of the times these menstrual irregularities um, in women who experience them will be seen as a, an elongation of the menstrual or the time in between their cycles or the time in between their period. So instead of having the 28 day sort of prototypical menstrual cycle, your cycle may be 40 days long, 60 days long. You may only have three or four cycles throughout the year. It may be sporadic. That is also not a normal sign. And it, even when you have your cycle, you're probably going to have what's called an, an ovulatory cycle, meaning you are not ovulating, which is why th that, that cycle is not associated with fertility. So that's why those two things tend to go together. Another common symptom uh, of, of hormone imbalances would be fatigue. So it is not normal for you to not have energy to get up and go and get throughout the day, okay? So this is separate from causes of fatigue, which you might be able to put your finger on. So what I'm, let, let me give you an example. So if you are sleeping five hours a night and you wake up and you're tired the next day, all right, well, you know, you should get more sleep because that's probably going to solve your fatigue problem. If you have fatigue related to your hormones, it's a different type of fatigue. It's a type of fatigue that, that exists even in the face of sleeping well, eating well, getting the rest that you need, exercising regularly, and so on. That is not normal. You should be able to get up and have energy to do the things throughout the day. And if you don't, despite doing all those things that I just mentioned previously, that is probably a sign that your hormones are impacting your energy levels in some way. Now the hormones in charge or that help regulate your energy levels include thyroid, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, and cortisol. And by the way, since we're on this topic, I'll just let you know at the end here, I will talk about the main hormones that you want to get tested, what type of doctor you should see, um, and so on. I probably should have mentioned that before, but here we are, okay? So we'll talk about that towards the end. The next symptom that you want to look out for would be digestive symptoms or digestive issues. So I have a whole list of symptoms here um, which your hormones can impact inside of your GI tract, and that includes abdominal pain, uh, cramping, bloating, gas, distension, constipation, or diarrhea. All of these things are abnormal for your body to experience. You should not be experiencing these type of symptoms um, unless something is going on inside of the body. Now, it is true that 
Other factors can influence your gastrointestinal tract. So it's not always the case, for instance, if you have diarrhea, that it's always caused by, um, let's say, your hormones, okay? But your hormones do play a role inside of the digestive tract, and therefore they should be looked at if you are experiencing abnormal symptoms such as these. Now, a big hormone that impacts your gastrointestinal tract includes the thyroid, but also your sex hormones can impact your gastrointestinal tract as well. So you want to be aware of both of those. Next on the list would be skin issues. And I've included here, again, a number of symptoms that you might experience, including acne, rashes, swelling of the skin, loss of subcutaneous fat, especially around the face, um, looking gaunt or looking like you don't um, have, looking like your skin is sort of sunk, sinking inside of your, or sinking in around your bones, uh, puffy eyes or swelling around the eyes, eyebrow hair loss and nail changes. Remember your eyebrows and, and pretty much, and your nails as well, those are elements of your skin. So any problem that you have with the skin may also manifest in these areas. Um, and you, you can, a lot of women will experience uh, certain types of acne and certain types of uh, patterns of acne. For instance, acne associated with hormone imbalances tends to occur around the chin area and sometimes even around the forehead. So not all acne is related to your, to your hormones. You should know that. Uh, but it is the case that sometimes it can be, all right? So if it is the case that your hormones are impacting your, um, your skin uh, and you have these symptoms, then it's probably the case that you have an issue with thyroid or your sex hormones, including estrogen and progesterone. The next symptom you might experience would be food or hunger cravings. Now, it is not normal for you to not have control over how much food you are eating, right? That is, a, that is a sign that something is dysregulated between your brain and your stomach, which should have constant communication so such that when you consume food, your, your stomach is going to distend, it's going to send signals to your brain, and it's going to say, hey, brain, we're good, we don't need any more food. Now, a lot of women will have dysregulation in the hormones involved in that messaging. So the messengers are not being sent appropriately, which means that you're going to have uh, cravings for food. You might have cravings for salty or sugary foods. You might have the, the need to eat more than you actually do or more than, your, more than your body actually requires, which increases the calorie consumption, which causes weight gain and so on. So um, another common sign that I'll, or another symptom that I'll hear from women is that they need food for energy. That is, a, that is very abnormal. It shouldn't be the case that you need to let's say consume sugary foods in order to get energy to get up and go throughout the day. Now there are two hormones in particular I'm gonna mention here, which can be associated with these problems and that includes leptin and insulin, which again, we'll talk about in a little bit. Next up on the list would be sleep disturbances. So this could be sleep disturbances, which is commonly manifested as insomnia um, or difficulty falling asleep and difficulty staying asleep. Now again, there are lots of things can that can impact your sleep. It isn't always the case that it's going to be your hormones, but if it is, estrogen and progesterone play a very important role in helping to regulate your sleep because they also can help regulate your body temperature. So what I'll hear from women is that they have a hard time falling asleep because they either get too hot or they wake up in the night with a lot of sweats and so on. So that type of stuff or that those type of symptoms can be associated with estrogen and progesterone. But again, it isn't always the case that any sleep disturbance you have means that it's always related to your hormones. Next on the list would be mood changes. And I am including in here migraines, even though you know it's kind of associated with the brain and, and your head as well, even though migraines aren't really the same as your mood changes. But if you're having a lot of issues with your mood, um, irritability, uh, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, things like that, that can definitely be um, a sign that something might be, uh, or there may be a problem with your underlying um, hormones as well. So it might be a sign of hormone imbalance. Now, migraines also tend to be associated with certain hormone imbalances, including things like estrogen, progesterone, and even testosterone changes. So if you're having issues with your mood, that, that especially if they sort of occur around the, uh, certain uh, time periods of your cycle, that may be a sign that it's associated with these hormones and not associated with something else. Another big one would be 
decrease sex drive. Now I'm also going to throw in here a loss of muscle mass and depression of unknown cause. So I mentioned depression previously with the mood changes, but if you have these three, so the decreased sex drive, the loss of muscle mass and depression that just sort of comes out of the blue, that is probably a sign it's related to your testosterone. And decreased sex drive is definitely not normal. Now it is normal that everybody has some variance in how much, um, how much libido that they have. Okay. That is normal. But when, how you know if it's abnormal is if you have, like, if you're thinking to yourself, I used to be different or I used to have more sex drive and now I'm not, that is probably a sign that something has changed. Okay. But if you've been the same throughout your entire life, it's probably normal. There is a there is, um, situations in which it may be the case that you have had a hormone imbalance your entire life. But for the most part, if you see a drop in your sex drive over some period of time, that may be a sign that it's related to your hormones. And in this case, probably testosterone. And then lastly, we're going to talk about hair loss. So hair loss, again, is kind of associated with the skin, but a lot of women will experience hair loss in conditions such as thyroid problems and estrogen and progesterone imbalances, but also conversely, they might experience hair growth. So this would be a masculine um, type of hair growth, which can occur, uh, occur on the chin, the upper lip, and they can actually see a receding hairline up here, sort of um, um, at the base of where your hairline is, is up at the top of your head. So you can either have hair loss in which your hair can come out in clumps, or you can actually have excessive hair growth, which is usually on the chin and on the upper lip as well. And these are signs of typically related to a thyroid problem or an estrogen and progesterone problem. And you can think about this because think about if you've ever been pregnant, a lot of women will have a lot of extra hair thickness while during their pregnancy. And then that hair will come out once they have their baby and in the postpartum uh, period. And a lot of women also, they'll notice that they start to lose a lot of hair after they hit menopause. And that's because during both of those times, you have fluctuations in your estrogen and progesterone level. And then also conditions such as your thyroid can cause lots of hair loss. So those are sort of different. So the question is, what if you, what do you do if you have these symptoms? What should you do? Well, the first step is to see a doctor, but as I mentioned, not just any doctor will do. So I'm going to give you a list of doctors that tend to be much better at helping women to manage the hormone imbalances, um, which are associated with the symptoms I just mentioned. And these include doctors that specialize in functional medicine, integrative medicine, anti-aging medicine, doctors that specialize in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, and also naturopathic doctors. You may find a lot of success in seeing naturopathic doctors. Now, honorable mentions in this list include nutritionists, certain types of nutritionists, um, and some health coaches as well. And you might even find some success with certain types of chiropractors. So if they're, if they're really well educated and they focus on this area, they can sometimes be really good as well. Now, it is usually not the case that you want to see a doctor such as your primary care physician, um, an OBGYN, or an endocrinologist. You would think and you would, you would assume incorrectly if this is how you think, but you would hope and you would think that those type of doctors are best suited for treating hormone imbalances, but they are not. Their solution is almost always going to be throw birth control at you and try and suppress the symptoms and hide them and mask them away. And they'll just, that's it. They'll, they'll wash their hands clean and they won't do any other treatments. It's better to treat from the inside out. So focusing on things such as your diet and your stress levels and other hormones and how they're impacting. Do you need to take other types of bioidentical hormones to balance the hormones that are, that are already there? Do you need extra thyroid hormone? Do you have an autoimmune disease causing these issues? You need to look deeper at all of these issues. Um, and the doctors I mentioned previously, they're the best for doing that. So I mentioned previously that we also will be talking about how to test. So I'm briefly going to go over these. These are the major hormones that you want to get tested for. Um, I kind of have mentioned them as we, as we went through this, but I'm going to mention them again here. So if, if you have any of these symptoms as well that I mentioned, it's a good idea to not only check one type of these, these uh, hormones, but all of them together, because you'll find that if, if a woman has one hormone imbalances, she's very likely to have multiple others. So do keep that in mind as you're thinking about getting tested and as you're thinking about going to see a doctor. So the first one that you'd want to start out with would be your thyroid. And you can do that by checking your TSH, 
your free T3, your free T4, and your thyroid antibodies should check for something called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Next, you would want to get your sex hormones. They're very important to get. That includes estradiol, okay, not estrogen, but estradiol, progesterone, and testosterone. And in the case of testosterone, you want to get free and total testosterone. I would also recommend checking an 8 a.m. serum cortisol. That helps check your adrenal function. You can get a fasting insulin and a fasting leptin. This is especially important for those people suffering from um, weight gain or weight loss resistance. You also might want to get certain um, uh, androgens such as DHEA, um, which is also important for some women. And then you can think about as well getting pituitary hormones and hypothalamic hormones. And what that tells you is how well your brain is functioning with the organs that are inside of your body. So sometimes you might have a problem. In the, let's, let's talk about the thyroid for just a second to illustrate this point. Let's say you have a problem with thyroid function, but you don't know where that problem exists. It could exist in your brain because your brain must communicate to your thyroid gland, or it could exist in the thyroid gland itself. So it could be the case that the brain is working just fine, but the thyroid gland is not working. And that's how hormone systems work in your body. So there's usually the brain component and then the end organ inside of the body. And you can have a problem either in the brain or in the organ or the tissue itself. So you sometimes need to check both the brain and the tissue itself to see where the problem lies. And sometimes it can be a little difficult to tease that out. And then lastly, I would mention if you have any of these hormone imbalances that you look at things like inflammatory markers, including ESR and CRP. This can tell you, do you have inflammation in your entire body? Because if you do, that's a sign that there's probably something going on which is triggering a cascade of events which are impacting your hormones. And uh, that might be related to your diet, it could be related to food allergies, food sensitivities, or an autoimmune disease that's underlying and causing a lot of these issues. So you do wanna look at all these things. Now, I know we went over quite a bit here. I wanted to kind of jam pack all this together, but it should give you a good idea of where to start. I'll include links um, and I'll reference those doctors that I mentioned below um, in the description. So if, you, if, you, if I went over that a little bit too quickly, I'll relist out all the doctors that you do want to look at if you have any of these symptoms and that should help you guys um, get the help that you need. So if you have any questions, leave them in the comments below. Um, and if you haven't already, make sure that you like and, and subscribe and share this if you think that anyone that you know would benefit, benefit from this information. And that's all I have for you guys today. And otherwise, I'll see you in the next one.